0: to the love city arts podcast i'm andre in the flow i wanted to create a space where artists could come together and encourage all of humanity through the arts so welcome to that space for more information to follow my journey and the journey of all of our artists visit andreintheflow.com and lovecityarts.org please enjoy today's episode and thanks for listening Hi there, everybody. It's Andre in and the Flow from Love City Arts. I hope that wherever you are on the planet today that you're feeling all of the love that the universe has for you and also know that I love you as well. I want to stop by to tell you about a few of the offerings we now have from Love City Arts. We now have a podcast, our monthly giveaways, our healing gatherings, our blog, and also a soon-to-be-formed book club more information log on to lovecityarts.org. I cannot wait to share all the love with scholar, social activist, and soul coach Quentin Brendel weaponizes music to uproot systematic oppression and seeks to propagate equity for people of color throughout the world. He is the founder of the Mosaic Music Project, an organization that provides music enrichment for incarcerated communities, and he also hosts a weekly podcast entitled Afro Affirmations, a platform that affirms the bodies, minds, and spirits of black folk. Join me now in my fun, inspirational, and sometimes spiritual conversation with Quentin Brindell, or Brother Q as he's more affectionately called, as we discuss creating safe spaces, dealing with emotional clutter, using music as a form of healing, and so much more.
1: And so if I can do something to acknowledge someone's humanity and restore Dignity to that, um, and 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 do that with love. Then I have lived my purpose. Whether I sing a note, whether I speak, I, I just wanna, I just wanna share. I just wanna give. Um, I just want to be used uh, up. At, at every gift, every talent um, that I have, I just want it out there.
0: Oh wow, 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 wow! If we are not birds of a damn yeah. feather, I just do not know, my lord. Um, listen,
1: we were we, vibrating we, on the same frequency, and when so I tell you, good, when Brother you throw King. your light up in the air, hmm. whoever sees it will see it, right? Say that, say that. And you're only going to attract the energy that you put out, and so you must be putting out some amazing energy because here we are.
0: <sighs> well, I say like I received that on on, yes. on this here yes. episode um when did going all the way back, you said that that you were watching Disney Channel and you were watching all of uh you know those classic musical theater pieces. Um, and you were involved in your church and you're preaching at 14 um, in the church world, we call it, you know, when did you accept the call? When did you, Yeah. You know, do you have a, a moment in your life because and what I'm getting at here is that mm-hmm. it's different from knowing that you have gifts and knowing that you have talents and knowing that there are things that you're supposed to be doing in your life there's a difference between mm-hmm. knowing it and accepting it and kind of picking up that mantle Um yeah. and a lot of us run away we, we, we're sitting on the train we're sitting in the Ubers, we're walking down the street, we know that there's something that we're supposed to do on this earth but we kind of yeah. You know, we get a little scared of it. We're not really sure that that that, that we that we're all in. Um, When did you know that you were? Because I mean, you've got the Mosaic Music Project. You've got the Life Coaching Platform that I can't wait to talk about um, with you and other people. Um, Like, but when did this lasso your heart and you knew that like there's no way around this? Like, I have to. I have to be this type of person on the earth
1: i was about huh so i i started i started speaking um, at churches at 14 mm-hmm. and i didn't understand the gravity of what that meant right mm-hmm. i just knew that people wanted to hear me speak they had heard me you know do oracle contest um through the church and things like that. And, and I just started getting engaged because we speak these churches. Um, and that was cool or whatever, um, because in my mind, I was just like, I was just giving a speech, right? hmm mm-hmm. um, And I, I think February, February 2000, I was still 15. I was going to be 16 that summer. Um, and there had been a minister at my church who was really good friends with my pastor who really just, you know, we just had a conversation. He actually stopped by my school. I was in high school one day, and he was just like, what are you waiting on? I'm like, you know, I had received prophetic words about, you know, being a minister, and, you know, my mom had already told me, you know, all oh, like from birth, like when I, when I found that I was pregnant for you. I dedicated you back to the Lord, and I, and I prayed that the Lord would use you to preach the gospel. And I was like, okay. Um, and preach the gospel has a very different connotation for me now at 34 than it did when I was, at, when I was 14.
0: Um, you know, oh, but, okay, okay, all right, well, hold on then. Yeah, yeah. Hold on now. Hold uh-huh. on then. You can't, you can't say trigger things like that and not, and ah. not tease it out for me and the listeners. What, how well, does yeah. preach the gospel mean something different for you today than it did years ago?
1: Because the gospel, the w- what the gospel is, has changed for me, and I, a lot of people from the Judeo-Christian um, faith practice would be afraid to say what I'm about to say, but you know, at its core, the gospel means the good news, mm-hmm. the good news, um, and. A lot of people from the faith practice are very unyielding when it comes to listening or accepting um, truth from other faith practices mm. um, and from other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and at its core, what, what gives me an anchor for my faith um, and for what I believe is I weigh what they have to say against the value system of, is this good news? Does Mm. this propel my trajectory into the direction of my destiny? Uh, And so it's not always wrapped up in church or being churchy or being Christian um, because we live a very human experience where there are people um, for centuries who had never heard the gospel um, of Jesus um, and it, it, for some people, it, it, for me, it's very difficult to say, okay, um, well, they didn't accept the Lord, they weren't baptized, they didn't accept Jesus as a favor, they're going to hell. Uh, the good news is much larger. I think that, um, that humans have, have a need to compartmentalize, and so they need, and so religion is, is a perfect example of their compartmentalization. You know they have to give something a name. Something has to be. You know it, it has to be this way, and and that's not necessarily how the eternal and the creator works. Yeah, um, and, I have often yeah.
0: felt. I've, I'm i just gonna say that I've often felt that, um, God, uh, infinite intelligence, uh, the universe source, whatever you want to call it, shamalama, a ding dong sometimes. Okay. Whatever, whatever that presence is, is too big
1: to it's be too contained big. it's too big we cannot fathom our minds cannot conceive and that's why we feel the need to compartmentalize we've got to call it something but 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 the eternal expresses itself in so many ways i believe um,
0: in in everything like in all things as all things
1: Mm. Like that's just that.
0: that's where I come from. I believe yes. that the spirit that we call God, um, and like I said, some people get hung up on the God thing. So source, yes. you yes. know, uh, the God of your understanding, infinite intelligence, spirit, whatever. Mm-hmm. You call it, um, I believe that it is constantly seeking yes. us out. It yes. is constantly searching for us, and it's searching for
1: us yes.
0: in the flowers and, and in the and clouds. That is not- and
1: that's not, that's not to negate um, anything that we may learn or read in any sacred text, but we must, yeah. um, because I, I believe that there are messages there that are for now and for us. Um, and, and some of them we've taken literally that we shouldn't have. And some uh, we've taken figurative that may should have been little. But I, I think that we get, we just get hung up on, you know and and my family would kill me for sure um if they really understood uh or if they really knew how I thought and felt about um what and, and what the eternal is, but when I accepted my calling uh, at fifteen years old, um I knew that it was the eternal who had called me um uh, I knew that it was not it wasn't of myself, I wasn't being influenced or pressured into doing anything. Because I was told by my pastor, okay, we are going to announce to the church um, that you are accepting your call into the ministry. So, okay. Um, And that I would have to get up and, you know, speak or declare my acceptance of the call, right? Because that's what you do. You profess it. Yeah. And that Saturday before the Sunday, before I was was like February 2000, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to say? Gee whiz. I don't know. And I know it was the eternal led me to the book of Isaiah chapter 61. All right. right. Um, Where uh, it says the spirit of the Lord. God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. And I was like, this has to be God, because why would I go to that specific scripture? Like, I just put my hand in the Bible. Literally, like, you know, like you see on television. I put my hand in the Bible, and that's where it went, right? And I I read all those verses, those first couple of verses, um, maybe the first three or the first, um, actually, maybe like the first six verses, I think. I read now, you know it had to be a call because I did not even know that that is the same. When when Jesus declared his public ministry, he read from the book of Isaiah. He read this exact passage wow. before the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And so for me, that was confirmation that this wasn't something that I was just it just came in my head and I just wanted to do it. And I just want to look good in front of people. And I just want to be, you know, the preacher that, you know, got the $500 check and the chicken plate. It, it wasn't about no. that, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it right. just wasn't about that for me. It, it, it was really about, um, I, I, I believe that that I was supposed to be used. Um, and I would freak out, um, at the magnitude of the calling because it's like, oh my gosh, I'm 14 or 15 years old. If I start preaching now, like, Am I going to have anything to preach about 30 years from now? Little do I know about how much hail um, that I would go through and how much more power and vigor um, that I would be able to speak with. You know, um, even now I can, I, I can go and not even preaching, but I can just talk and exhort and speak with people. And you look up in an hour or two have passed and they're like, oh my God, I'm so enriched. This is so wonderful. And I'm thinking to myself, I was just talking. But out of the abundance of my heart, you know, Mm -hmm. flowed every part of the truth that I could, you know, I could share. And I'm a very transparent person. Like, when Mm -hmm. I tell you I have had some major fuck ups in life, I have. I've had some things done to me that wasn't right, and I've done some things that weren't right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, And to be able to learn from those lessons and not have to hide from them and not, like, I don't walk in shame. Shame of what? I'm not ashamed of anything that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um. Do, do, do I regret it? I, I Sometimes I wish I hadn't done some of the things. I, I I wish I wouldn't have read that person for filth, or I wish I hadn't cut <laughs> that person out, you know? Yeah, yeah, or I, yeah. I, I wish I would have studied longer, or I wish I would have taken, you know, school more seriously. Like, I mean, there are lots of, uh, lots of things that I could say that I wish I could change in my journey, but guess what, it is mine, it is my story, it is my truth, and when I tell you, when I get to where I'm supposed to be, I'm not just gonna let people look at the glory. I'm gonna share the story. That's it. That's it. You know. That's it. You know? I wanna
0: talk about I wanna talk briefly about the story. Um, because earlier um, perfect segue because you mentioned earlier that you were coming to this place in your life where you're healing yourself of the trauma, that you're healing yourself of, yeah. of all of the you know, I say regrets in I don't believe in regrets. I mm-hmm, believe in, mm-hmm. in in the story and in the journey that you're talking about. Yeah. Um and so thinking about those unsavory parts of your life or the unsavory things that that have happened to you, um mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier that you were healing yourself.
1: Yeah. Uh, let me
0: healing yourself of trauma. Um what are some of the tools in your belt because no one just Ooh, comes to good. the yeah no one comes to the place of saying you know what this is my story this is my truth i'm an open book you know here i am you know no Mm -hmm. one comes to that place without without doing the work i hear it Mm -hmm. in your in your language so what were for our listeners what were some of the tools in your belt to help you heal or as you come through the process of healing your trauma
1: um That's a good question. I would say I started with faith. Um, started with faith. So I started with faith. And let me qualify that statement. Mm-hmm. I started with faith in that I chose to believe that I had a destiny I had a purpose and no matter what has transpired in my life I will still um, see that destiny manifested and I had to choose to believe that now, were you were you
0: now were you walking down the street one day and, and you had a bing-bing as Oprah would say moment and that happened or like like how how
1: you know it's it's over time. Um, I'm not even the same person I was um, this time last year, and I'm not, and I'm definitely not the same person I was this time two years ago. Um, it, it's very hard to pinpoint because of the process. I had a very traumatic experience happen to me um, November of um, November third of 2015, and that. Traumatic experience um, pushed me to start asking questions about myself. Mm. Um, it pushed me to to see: Are you going to sink or swim? I I, I was. It felt like life or death. Right. Mm. It felt like I was in a position where. Um, my entire life could have just dissolved just because someone chose to tell a lie. Mm-hmm. And I had to choose whether or not I was going to live or die. Um, and, and I mean that quite literal and I mean that figuratively. Figuratively means I was just going to let go. And choose not to thrive or be my best self. Yeah. And just allow life to happen to me. Um and it was a lot of I mean, it it, it was a dark time for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the work began. Um I just know that 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 the eternal strategically placed people in my life to show me. This is bad, but it ain't bad as you think it is. Um, it could be a lot worse.
0: And um, you, were op- you were open and receptive to those people placed along your paths.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, I had, I had no choice. I mean, and some people were lessons and some people were blessings. Um, and hmm. and, and, and it, it, was, it was tough. Um, I'm really struggling trying to think because it, it, it's such a process. Um, I, I think about, I, I have this fabulous mentor from Ghana. His name is Ohene, um, mm-hmm. an inc- incredible guy. And he was just sitting in my couch, um, sitting on my couch last week. And I can only explain it the way he gave me the metaphor last week uh, when I was even now trying to figure out some things that I want to do in my life. And he says, Quentin, my father said to me, little by little, the hen drinks water. Right. Say that one more time, say
0: that one more
1: time. (laughs) Little by little, the hand drinks water, right? Um, And we, and if you look at a chicken, you look at their mouth, they only can get a little bit, right? At a time. And for me, I had to say, what is water, right? Water represents cleansing. It represents the truth. It represents um, eternal, right? And so, little by little, things started shifting and happening. And a lot of times when you're going through mess, you don't even recognize when things are still working out for your good, even in the midst of it. You know, um, and I don't think a lot of people want to recognize that is that, that, that sometimes you are not even in the right frame of mind to even see how the good how, how the bad is working out for your good. But all this stuff is happening as you're going through the motions of life. And so I took the little by little and 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 then bam, here I am with a whole podcast helping people get through crazy stuff like I went through. Um, What was the significant turning point? I will say this. I grew up in a very faith-oriented church background and I'm grateful for that. Um, And a lot of the faith principles that we were taught even though they were taught from a christian judeo um standpoint were in alignment with a book called um well i'll mention two books one book is called the maximized life journey the 50 52 day journal by dr ivy hilliard he has a church um called new light in houston texas and the other book is oh yeah that's uh,
0: that's precious daddy
1: um who
0: Russia Hilliard, she's a singer, so that's his oh, daughter. Yeah. That sing- Priscilla. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh.
1: Yeah, Priscilla. Oh,
0: well, listen to me. You wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Go on.
1: Mm-hmm. No, no. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, he wrote a, a fabulous journal called The Maximized Life Journey, um, which I purchased maybe, ugh. 12, 13 years ago, but never would finish. Like I would get through the first couple of days. And when I first started, I was having existential crisis because I was in my early 20s. I was like 23, 24, 25, somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of the principles were in, in such alignment with Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yes. Um, and, and it was difficult for me to, because I was really, really in church then, right? So I was like, oh my gosh. This can't be the same thing. Like everything has to be church. And so when I reintroduced myself to that book and when I reread Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, um, I started activating my faith. Um, And when I started activating my faith and walking by faith and choosing to believe, things started happening Um, for me. You want me to share like some strategies that I use? Sure. Or, okay. So some things that I, I had to put myself on a plan, right? So I created a mission statement and a vision statement for my life because I'm, like, very, like, organizational. Like, I, I have a lot of experience in nonprofit organization management, and so um, I just employ those skills um, into my daily life. So I created a mission and vision statement, core values. Um, I wrote a a daily confession, and these are just a list of affirmations that I go through every day and sometimes more than – more than once in a day, because if I may be having a challenging time or really struggling, and then I wrote a vision narrative um, about everything that I see myself doing and having achieved by the time that I die, right what mm-hmm. I believe is my ultimate destiny and i did, and I recorded that vision narrative in my own voice, okay, so that even when i can 't muster up the strength to say it, I can hear it in my voice and the and the motivation for doing that is that there's a scripture in the Bible that says, um, God has spoken once, twice have I heard it, power belongs to God. Well, the question arises, how did I hear it the second time? Well, God said it the first time, but I heard it the second time because I said it out of my own mouth. And when I say things out of my own mouth, because I have the creative power and ability that the creator has, because I am in the image and likeness of God, because I'm a child of God, just like I have the image of my mother and father because I am their child, I have the image of God, so I am a God, the little g. So when if God can speak and if he can speak and create, then I have the capacity to speak and create. And the reason why I was assured is because I said it out of my own mouth and I and I activated the God nature in me when I said it, and therefore it manifested, and so I, that's why. I, I need you to pause. You know what? I have
0: tears <laughs> in these eyes. I'm about to toss no, this chair through the window. No.
1: <laughs> wow. Man, I'm just saying. Wow. I'm just saying. You know? It's, it's, there's a lot in these esoteric messages of these sacred texts. We have just have to take the time to dissect it, right? In its proper context and apply it to our life. Um mm-hmm. And, and and a lot of people struggle with that idea that we are God. I look like my mom and my dad, right? I am mm-hmm. a creation of their procreation, right? That's it. That's it. <laughs> and so if we are the sons and daughters of God, if we are made in his image, if we are being transformed and transfigured, and I got a revelation about being transfigured, because being transfigured is much more much more different than being transformed, right? Transform is like taking stuff and putting it back together. It's almost like a synthesis, right? Like yeah. I analyze and I synthesize and I make it better um, and I evaluate it. But transfigure actually means that there's something already in me and, I, and, and, I, and my entire essence is shifting to reveal what's already in me. So when I'm transfigured, the light that's already in me that's been hidden by the darkness, by all the painful experiences, by all the trauma, by all, everything that I've been through, by the perspective that has been shaped by all this stuff. When I make the conscious decision, when you look at Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus was already light. Jesus had already come from God. Jesus was God in a flesh suit. But when they saw him on the mountain of transfiguration, they saw him in his truest form. He hadn't been transformed. That was who he already was, but he was being revealed at his true self. And so we have to go through a process of revelation where we are revealed as our true self. And the more that I allow myself to be transfigured and who quentin really is brother q really is on the inside is being revealed and that light is being shut that's why it says you know you can't put a light under a bushel a city that is on a hill cannot be hid when you're transfigured right and so we got to share we we, got to share this light and this light is our god nature it's the eternal part of us it's a part of us that all of us long to truly you know like we we are uh, a, lot, a lot of this new age, you know, church that they try to throw away like the old, you know, slave songs and the spirituals and things. But look, they were, they had a revelation at their point of understanding, right? Yes. You can yes. only be held accountable for what you understand. But when you, I had a revelation about every round goes higher and higher when they would say we are climbing Jacob's ladder. That's the law of vibration.
0: I'm yes. vibrating,
1: every round is going higher, and high, I'm vibrating high, as I vibrate higher, I'm getting closer and closer to the eternal because Jacob's ladder was going into heaven. Heaven signifies the home of the eternal, right? Who we really are on the inside. And he saw angels, heavenly bodies, beings ascending and descending along this ladder. And so every round was going higher. We were vibrating higher and higher and higher and higher. And so the strategies that I use, that I employ, allow me to vibrate higher. I have that. And I have a morning routine and I have an evening routine, right? I have yes. things that I do every morning. I have things, When I get off this call with you, I'm going to go into my evening routine. And it doesn't have to be super deep. You know, part of, my, part of my morning routine is that I brush my teeth before i start doing anything that i Well, really thank I, thank you on behalf of all of us. Yes, yes, go on. Yeah, you know, i get up and i wash my face and i brush my teeth. That's the opening of my morning routine and then i come back and i may sit quietly or i may read some scripture or i may meditate or i may pray or a combination of all those things if i have the time to do it, right? Yeah, Part yeah. of my evening routine is simply to, oh, and part of my morning routine is to make my bed. Part of my evening routine is to make sure I take a shower, where now that my, my job is shifted a little bit, I take a shower earlier, so I can spend some time planning my next day, thinking about what I need to do, and also taking a minute to journal to talk about the good things that have happened and the things that I would like to do better um, in my evening routine, and just setting aside those sacred times yes. for yourself uh, yes. Allow you to gain clarity. I also have goals, and I write my goals, and I treat them just like a business format. In that, when I set a goal, um, I also um, I write out my objectives um, or my actionable steps. So, how am I going to achieve this, um, or, or or what needs to happen to make this be true? I also create a SWOT analysis. So, I I, I write out um, mm-hmm. say if Strange. I have a goal, I want to i, I want to lose 50 pounds right and mm-hmm. so i write down um the strengths the weaknesses the opportunities and the threats right so yes the strengths are okay right now i ha- i am, I, am, I have the finances to be able to buy the food that i need in order to live a healthy lifestyle and to create a gym membership right mm-hmm. Um, a threat that, and we don't we don't walk in fear, but a threat is that I could come into contact with someone who has an illness because that's an external factor, and I may catch it, which may cause me to be thrown off my path, right? Yeah, yeah. Now that, that, that's more that that's really not a threat, but you would still write it in that threat column because it's manifesting as a fear. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then you write down your opportunities. What 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 are the opportunities that that, that you have? oh, well, I have this extra hour every day that I could spend working out. I could either do it on the gym or I live by the the opportunity. I live by the Charles River here in Cambridge. And so if I need to just get some cardio in, I can walk, run or jog all along the river. That's an opportunity. Mm. What are my weaknesses? Well, I have some serious knee injuries, right? So that's a weakness and that I have to be mindful of how and what I do in terms of physical activity. And so that's another thing that I do. I write down... I write down my goals. I use a smart goals method um of writing goals. I create um objectives or um look at the SWOT analysis. I do a um uh let me pull out my journal so I can actually give you and I'm sorry if I'm like going over if I'm talking too much. No, know, to this is this is, this is wonderful. This is wonderful because
0: I really I really want people to leave this episode feeling like they have actual things they can do um, to improve upon their lives. So the SWOT analysis, I mean, and all of these things are really concrete Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. that people can start implementing.
1: Yeah. So I do the SWOT analysis and then I also write down my critical success factors. Right. Okay. So what are the things um, that are necessary in order for this to be successful, right? Uh, and I'm looking at one that I have right here um, when, I, when I look at my, my team, right? And so I wrote down access to voice lessons, access to musical coaching, access to music, access to collaborators, because sometimes you take, we, 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 we take for granted some of the things that we have access to, time to study language, um, access to formal attire, access to travel accommodation, network of musicians, time to practice, auditioning gigs, for resume competition, experience performance um, opportunities to showcase, um, like in a studio, um, acting skills, movement skills, vision skills. These are the criticals. These are things that are necessary in order for me to manifest um, the the goal of being a fully realized artist. Right? Wow! And so I go from critical, critical success, success back, indicators. Yeah! 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 Um, and so those are just a few. I, mean, I won't give away everything, but I do, I do like giving away some type of concrete. Um, and you can also do what is called a D quadrant because I find that, especially in the age of social media and internet where everyone is so easily accessible, 20 years we did not have access to one another the way we do now with these cell phones and we lived our lives perfectly fine. But now we live in a digital age where everyone has FOMO. Um, and yes. We have to figure out how to unplug in a healthy way um so i do a d quadrant where i just draw a square and i divide that square into four squares and then i write four d's in each square the first square is due the second square is delegate the third square is deferred the last square is dump right and so they keep me from doing busy work that has nothing to do with my goals i write down what i need to do and then from that list i shift things over to or can i delegate this Can I defer this? Or is this just ancillary? Am I just doing this because, you know, I mean, not ancillary, but arbitrary. Am I just doing this because there's an expectation, but is it really helping me grow, or is it helping the community that I seek to serve grow? Is this something that I just want to do? And so that's another way that I do all of this. Um, I do all this work.
0: Well, listen, you've loaded us up. You've loaded me up. I'm over here just furiously writing away. I'm like, how can I implement these tools into my life? I mean, and what I love about you and already, and what I love about speaking with you is the fact that like, you're not just speaking of these things just for the sheer fun of it. You actually Putting these things into practice in your life in a way that yields receipts, as I call them. You know, Whitney Houston yes. uh, told yes. uh, she told that uh, interview lady, was it uh, Diane
1: Sawyer?
0: Yeah, told Diane Sawyer. So Diane Sawyer said, "We heard that you were on drugs." Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston said, "Show me the you receipts."
1: Know? Okay.
0: <laughs> and so you're not just out here uh, being accused of greatness, brother Q. Um, you know, without receipts, you actually have them. Um, uh, and they, they're in the form of your nonprofit, they're yeah. uh, in the form of the light you put out to the universe, they're in the form of that wonderful podcast you have. And I want to take this moment right now to uh put a um punctuation on this episode by sharing with all the listeners where they can find more of this yummy, heart filled. Uh, good news feels energy that you're, that you're put out into the world? Where, where are you located that people can find you?
1: Um, well, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, um, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. The name of the podcast is um, Afro Affirmations Podcast. Our website is www.afroaf.com They can send all their questions, comments, concerns, and criticisms to questions at afroaf.com and um we look forward to like hearing from everybody thank you for like this wonderful opportunity i'm like i feel like i did a lot of talking and you had you so much editing because i just veered off of topic. but um that's kind of the nature of the podcast
0: but i can already tell that this is going to be a two-week episode um ah. because there was so much yumminess packed into this Um, And I want, I don't, I'm not going to edit any of this out. I want people to hear all of the goodness um, goodness. and and really take their time um, to hopefully use um, your wonderful light to light the path um, for what they're trying to accomplish personally. So I thank you for being here. I always close every episode with uh, three fill in the blanks for our listeners enjoyment um and so here they are for you okay fill in the blanks the best you can whatever rises up in your soul and in your heart
1: um love is love is hmm love is a force that binds people together um so that we may be holy we may be happy we may be healthy and we may be helpful to one another. Mm.
0: So good. Joy is?
1: Mm. Joy is a force that propels us. um, And it is the direct experience um, from walking uh, in faith. I believe that when you walk by faith, you experience joy. Um, uh, because you are walking in the direction of your destiny and, and you are the first recipient of seeing your light being revealed into the world. Mm, 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 mm. So good. Freedom is. Ooh, that's so funny because the name of my, of my voice video is called latitude, which means complete freedom. Um, Mm. Freedom is the autonomy to be your true self, whatever, however. The autonomy to
0: be your true self.
1: Yeah, no one, no one can usurp your autonomy. When you're free, you have the complete um, range to choose to be who you are, and how you show up in the earth. That's freedom.
0: I thank you, Brother Q, for bringing your true self and your free self to my podcast. Um, this oh. has been nothing but pure love, pure joy, and freedom.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Andre. Like You have no clue how much I appreciate the opportunity to come and share. I just i love you for letting me ramble (laughs) and uh thank you for all the support you you, just the kind messages that you sent and shared with me um you have no clue how affirming they have been um to let me know that i'm on the right path you are
0: we all are We all are if you enjoyed today's podcast i want to invite you to like share comment and tweet about this episode your comments help me to make this podcast the best that it can be and continue to share the love don't forget to pass this episode on to someone that you may know that might need an extra pick-me-up as well also feel free to visit lovecityarts.org we've got more episodes monthly giveaways upcoming in-person events, uplifting blogs, and a book club on the way. Love City exists to uplift artists, the ones that love them, and the inner creative genius in us all. Thanks so much for listening, and stay tuned for another uplifting episode from the Love City Arts Podcast.